Remember back in May, we talked about that story. Microsoft found malicious code in telecommunication software in Guam, where U.S. has the Anderson Air Force Base. Now, okay, well, it's good Microsoft was able to catch that. It's not the first time you've you've had, you know, uh, nefarious actors, uh, adversaries of the United States try to penetrate our systems. It's not uncommon, but it was good that that Microsoft was able to catch it and turn it over to authorities. Um, Well, now, according to a New York Times report, U.S. officials have found suspected Chinese malware across several military systems with the intent to disrupt rather than to surveil. And I think that that is a is a much different type of attack. It's a much different type of of bug. And and I, I think it draws up those feelings of people saying, well, you know, what happens if China knocks out our our Internet or what happens if. China knocks out our power grid or disrupts our banking system and we're no no longer able to to withdraw money and funds. And, and now what do we do? Like maybe conspiracy theories to some, but real fears to others. And and the fact that China, again, whether it's the spy balloon or setting up base in Cuba, they have become more brazen and it's become a much bigger issue. And now officials have to respond. And, and it feels like. Uh, Mike Rogers, it it almost feels like this type of action, when you partner this with everything else we've seen, deserves a strong response, doesn't it? Well, it does. And it's really not conspiracy theory, Chris. So here's what we know. They not only uh, the Chinese Communist Party and their intelligence services have penetrated military bases in many, many ways. So it might not even be directly, but they'll do it through people who provide services to those bases again, for the purpose of disruption when they need it. And why it's hard to catch is it's not always active, that malware, right? They only want to act, once they get in and embed it, they only want to use that malware when they need it. And so they call it prepping the battlefield in cyberspace. So they want to be ready. If something happens, they can start turning things off or breaking things, literally breaking things. And so they've done it on civilian installations. They've, uh, uh, done it on military installations. They've done it on military weapon systems. And so they have been really, really aggressive. This is not new news, unfortunately, um, but trying to find them and then get it out has proven a little bit difficult. Remember the solar winds case when the Russians went in through different government oh, sure. uh, vendors? Remember yeah. that? Well, they're still, think of this, they're still working to make sure that they get they got all the remnants out of that out of government networks. It's difficult, it's challenging, and it's concerning. How, how prepared are we for something like this? It, it, it sounds not as much as we'd like to think. Well, listen, when they have about 800,000 is the number I saw from um, the Naval War College, 800,000 cyber warriors working for the Chinese, both military and intelligence and civilian services whose sole job it is, is to either break in a network and steal something or develop something that, uh, like this, becomes disruptive at a time of war, 800,000. Listen, they have to get lucky once. Our defenders, both the private sector and the government, have to be really good all day long, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And so, uh, you know, it's not that we're not necessarily prepared 
except that these systems are so complicated. And remember, the Internet was never built or structured for security. It was always about openness and speed. And so when they built out this big Internet, uh, net, all these networks that plug in, uh, security was an afterthought. And so there are so many ways, even with folks who are trying to catch it and stop it, and they do catch a lot. And I'm in the cybersecurity business as well. We do catch a lot and stop a lot. You know, that one slice that gets in uh, and you hard to find, boy, it's just really, really difficult. But what we do know now is we're getting better at looking for signatures, looking at what they're interested in shutting down. I mean, even think of this, Chris. They found some of this stuff on naval vessels, ships, mm-hmm. flying around the world, uh, you know, sailing around the world, keeping, them, uh, keeping us Americans safe and our seas safe. Uh, they found some of this stuff on weapon system a few years back which means if something were to happen, they could have turned it off. And yes, we find it. Yes, how many months was it there? That gives you a little bead of sweat. Uh, We're just going to have to continue to get better and better and better at trying to find them. And then once they get through, because if they really want to get in, they're likely to get in at some point, catch them and get them out. That's the next kind of uh, big, important push across government agencies in the United States. So from your time on the House Intelligence Committee to now working in cybersecurity, are are these – are these more advanced attacks? Are these more ad- advanced uh, 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 bugs that they put into these systems, or are they rudimentary? How have they evolved over the years? Well, certainly the Chinese have gotten so much better over the years. You know, when they would get in your network, uh, you know, the old joke was it was like a big frat party in your living room, right? A little noisy, very <laughs> obnoxious, falling all over each other. Uh, and good cybersecurity folks could see this a mile away. Well, that's no longer the case. They've, they've, they're tradecraft. How they get in, how little noise, how little attention they draw has gotten so much better, right? And so that part is more sophisticated. The ways they get in, it's interesting. Uh, still 85 to 90% of every way they get into somebody's network, and I don't care if it's a classified network in a government system or it's a, you know, your own home network is through these phishing emails. Where they've gotten better is the social engineering part, meaning much more accurate, much harder to, to, to stop that temptation to click that attachment uh, on, your, on your email. And, and, and they're patient. So a few years ago, they, the Chinese Communist Party broke into the OPM system in the U.S. government, stole something like 18 million files of people who had security clearances. And by the way, I was one of those. You get a little note in the mail saying, ooh, guess what? You're kind of screwed. You, you're, oh you're, all your information has been exposed to the Chinese government. And what they do with that, you can imagine, is that's a profile on you. Sure. And it's, that's the most in-depth thing. So I look at that, and if I'm a social engineer working for the Chinese military uh, security apparatus, I look at that and say, hmm, okay, uh, let's find something that sounds really good and close to who they are that you can um, use to penetrate a network. Sure. And let me give you an example. If I, well, if I want to get into yours, I, you know, I've used this before, but you, you, I know that for a fact that you go to uh, whatever Safeway and you have one of those Safeway point cards, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and I know that. So what I can do is I use that as a first level social engineering, meaning I'm going to send you an email that said, hey, 
you guess what? You used your card recently, and now you've won $100 of free groceries. Click on here. When you went, hey, yes, I did use my card recently. Oh, and yes, oh, that's right. I uh, I would love a hundred dollars sure. for the free groceries, which unfortunately nowadays does buys you two tomatoes. Right, right, bread. ain't that much. Um, yeah, exactly. But you think about what they're trying to get in ways that that lowers your guard to get into your network, and then they call it island hopping. Then they come like you would travel. Let's say you got penetrated, Chris. You go into WJR. You're signing in. You're doing other business things in there. They jump from yours into the WGR system. That's what the way they call it. Call it island hopping. Yep. And that's the way that they have gotten on. And some of the biggest uh, penetrations happens that way. Well, and when you talk about the Navy and the vessels and the systems that have been infiltrated there. I mean, look, the the word is, according to a lot of military officials, is that this 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 thing with Taiwan is going to increase. It's going to pick up. And and primarily, uh, our Navy is going to be involved one way or the other in the Straits. And so it's it's the fact that they would have the ability to turn off our systems is frightening enough. But you've got the State Department uh, issuing a statement to CNN We have consistently made clear that any action that targets U.S. government, companies, American citizens is a deep concern to us, and we will take appropriate actions to hold those responsible accountable. And the secretary has made that clear again. I got 10 seconds left here. Is that enough? No, that's like a sternly worded memo. Don't do that again. And the Chinese have not listened. They will not listen. We need a more robust, and I'm not talking a military. I'm talking a cyber response. I don't think anybody needs any saber rattling, but but that that statement to me just isn't it's not sufficient. Uh, Mike Rogers, thank you so much. Great to pick your brain as always. Hey, hey thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, on. we'll talk again soon. Uh, Got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon. Don't go anywhere.